during sex, I was like, kind of like, I put my feet like near their face. And then afterwards he was like, oh my God, I'm really sorry. Like I didn't, didn't play with your feet. Like I don't like, and I was like, what? I thought you, I thought you liked that. <laughs> Welcome to Intimacy Play, a podcast by Pleasy Play. We host open discussions with world-leading experts on couples, sex, and intimacy, so you can build a more exciting, fun, and intimate relationship. I'm your host, Michaela Silva. Hi, Florence. Um, we're so happy to have you with us. So for anybody that doesn't know Florence, uh, she's one of the co-founders of Come Curious, mm -hmm. which is an amazing brand. Uh, you do loads of uh, podcasts, YouTubes, uh, you've got really cool Instagram pages as well, you and Reed. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit how that started? Oh, well, we've kind of been doing uh, Come Curious for about six years now. Um, it all started with a very mutual interest in talking about sex all the time. Um, it was it was something that me and Reed wanted to create to open the conversation sort of further than just the living room that we were both living in um, to to make other people feel um, kind of more comfortable with sex and just talking openly about sex that that's kind of how it started um we actually like we have a bit of a strange backstory so me and reed actually met on a porn set we were both um working behind <laughs> the camera and um we just we basically needed a new flatmate i needed to move up to london and so the rest was kind of history we moved in from there after sort of finding obviously this very common interest in being very interested in sex and then when we were when we moved in together you know like how you just have those evenings with your flatmates where you sit like drink some wine um all we spoke about was sex sex and relationships and we talk so about cool. <laughs> yeah and uh, we talk about all the things that like we had like hang-ups when we were teenagers sort of like oh like uh what that discharge stuff like what about like hairs <laughs> on your nipples and like stuff like that like all the things that you never talk about with anyone um and just through our conversations like talking openly about kinks and like fetishes and like wanting to get into like bdsm we both suddenly felt so much more comfortable and confident with our own sex lives and one day we were just because we both obviously had camera experience um one day we just thought wait why don't we film this just film our conversations put it online and sort of see what happens see if anyone else would be interested in talking about sex so that other people could feel as confident I guess and comfortable as we had been talking about it so openly definitely I mean I love that story I didn't know it um <laughs> it's so cool I mean just how something that's like random like a like a like a job yeah can actually lead you to knowing a person that's so similar to you yeah and that enables you to actually create um a business around that yeah I mean it really did start off as a hobby we were just doing it in our spare time we both had full-time jobs um just every single weekend we would upload a video talking about a different subject on YouTube and then it kind of grew from there because it started actually as a tumblr like a like a just a blog and we'd like answer people's questions and put up little like cute pictures and then I guess it just turned into what it is today which is sort of a bigger 
bigger platform and now we're even adding more voices and more creators to come curious so that we can get even more people's experiences and voices to share the knowledge spread the knowledge open up the conversation even further that's amazing and you can actually feel that you are very open and that you do talk about things that you that you are passionate about mm -hmm. i think that's the real secret when you when we want to do something that um also makes other people uh love it yeah. so yeah i mean you and reed have such a, an amazing dynamic you talk about things so naturally And you're so open about not only your sex life, but how people should also be about about their own sex life. Yeah. You know, about sexual openness. And that that's something that I feel that it's a hard topic for a lot of people. Yes. What do you feel that that is a struggle for most people? I think it all comes down to, I mean, fundamentally society and like how we've all been brought up. But I think it really starts in sex education. We, we, we have such a bad sex education in a lot of countries around the world. I know that there are some that are progressing and things are probably getting better, we hope. But mostly sex education really didn't teach us the sort of joys and the pleasures of sex or even about our bodies, even about sex that wasn't just between men and women. We, we, we didn't get taught about pleasure. We only got taught about the negative things like you must not get pregnant, you must use a condom because all these scary diseases are out there. And it, it basically was fear mongering, I think, and tried to sort of, sort of shove sex away and make it even more of a taboo. I mean, sex has always been such a taboo subject, I think, in society. And it's only just recently, I think, that even like bigger media is talking about it more openly, which is actually really amazing. Like, I think it was actually the launch of Fifty Shades of Grey. I think that almost like it caused this like ripple effect in mainstream media to, t to start talking about sex, which was actually quite awesome. I mean, people can really like, they can boy fish 50 shades off <laughs> but it really did start something I think it started something really incredible but I mean it, it comes down to sex education family upbringing friends just the taboo nature and also religion plays a massive part on sort of pushing sex down underneath the bed sheets and sort of back into the bedroom like it's 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 kind of crazy when you think about like the fact that we're all here because of sex but for some reason exactly <laughs> we can't talk about it because we're like ashamed or scared there's just been this huge like fear built up through society about not being able to, to talk about sex. And I think that starts at education. I totally, totally relate and, and mm. agree. I mean, people should talk more about things just because they don't talk about it doesn't mean they don't happen. Yeah. And in the end, it's even worse because you don't know what's going on. Yeah. You don't even know um, how to deal with things, even, you know, even pregnancy right in teens and everything yeah I mean there's a reason that like people end up with teenage pregnancies more STIs is that we're not taught about things properly um we're taught about things in a way that it kind of makes sex one of those I guess when you're a teenager it makes you it almost makes you want to do things in a like more risky way because sex is dangerous and like no one talks about it and that's what makes it exciting but and that's where the whole like conversation around consent gets so muddy and people end up having really bad yes. sexual experiences because we don't even talk about consent in sex education 
which is crazy. Like think about all the all the situations that we would avoid if con- there was a conversation around consent at school or even in with your parents and your family, just being able to own your own body and actually have the voice to say no. Definitely. I mean, that's such an important issue that people mm. don't talk about. Yeah. Um, and and when, you, when you talk about sexual openness, we talk about everything. It, yeah. it doesn't always need to be about sex. It needs to be, you know, about consent, yeah. about your own body, uh-huh. about knowing what you want and what you don't want. Yeah. So, yeah, I can, I can so relate. It's actually one of the reasons we created Pleasey Play. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we understood that, I mean, I've, I've been married for, for a couple of years now. And a lot of my friends that are married, yeah. they didn't talk about sex. So it, it was amazing how, how ashamed they were mm. to even say, you know, even a joke or yeah. have you ever tried this? And I think none of my friends have ever told me that they have used a sex toy. Yeah. Not that they, not that they uh, should, but, you know, it's, <laughs> they're not comfortable with that type of conversation. Yeah, which is a shame, I think, because... I mean, the shame is that there is shame there. Like there, there exactly. isn't there isn't the fun and the excitement. And I think when you take that away, then you end up with a sex life that isn't as good as it can be, and the communication and the relationship isn't isn't as good. And then you end up with body and confidence issues. And I think being open about sex kind of is just the it's like a launch pad to having great sexual connections romantic connections even connections with friends and family I think just having the open conversation it it helps everyone on their journey to self-love self-discovery and confidence and just feeling kind of content and good at communication too definitely so so you actually brought up uh, um, very interesting points so a few of them were the the downside of not being open Mm. so you're talking about not being able to understand what you want the consent part so what are the biggest upsides of being open in a relationship and just within yourself yeah well I think I think the upsides of being open about sex is definitely having like a better understanding of yourself and your own body Um, which is probably the most important starting point when it comes to all conversations around sex. I think everyone should start with themselves and that's talking about masturbation and like stuff like that. Learning, Learning about your own pleasure first is a game changer because then you can you can take what you know about yourself into situations with partners um so I feel like I feel like that's a massive benefit of being open about sex and then you and then people just end up you have better sex you have better relationships if you're open about sex and you can learn to communicate then you can have these really open and honest conversations with partners that just lead you to having, oh my God, like a way better connection with each other. Um, Something that's like deep and like spiritual. And it's, it's, I, for me now, I can't imagine what a relationship would be like without having those open conversations. Cause I know they're like the fundamentals, right? (laughs) <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. Um, but I mean, a lot of people don't know what that means. So mm. we're talking about being open, yeah. uh, talking about sex. How can we, or what type of advice would you give for people to actually act upon this? So how can somebody that's in a relationship yeah. um, communicate better and start having a more open um, relationship? 
Mm. I think it's... Well, there are two meanings of... On yeah. This <laughs> I, it, I think, well, if you haven't been someone that talks about sex openly, I think it is quite a scary and daunting thing to sort of bring in, especially to a relationship that's already in place. Like maybe you've been together for a year or two and you've never really had these conversations before. These can be really scary things to bring up. Um but there, there are there are ways, there are methods, and I think like if you really do have the passion to bring that conversation in, then it's all about normalizing the talking about sex, and you can start these things. I guess my like my my tips for this sort of situation is maybe go back to basics. Write each other a letter. Write a letter about like all the things that you want, you desire, you want to talk about with your partner and maybe not a letter, it could be like, it could be text, it could be pillow talk or my, my actually I'm a biggest, the biggest fan of uh, the sex debrief, which mm. is having a conversation after sex about everything that you really loved and you enjoyed about that sexual encounter. But then you can also slip in some, yeah, I wasn't too sure when you did that, or actually I'm not that into that. I didn't really find that much pleasure there, but I really loved when you did that. Always put it in like a compliment sandwich. <laughs> I, I've seen that YouTube where you and Rita are talking about the sandwich. Mm. I think you were talking about oral sex and feedback. Yes. And yeah, it makes total sense. Right. Mm. Don't criticize just because you want to criticize, mm -hmm. but say, you know, I really like how you did this. Maybe this part we can try a dif different thing. And yeah, uh, I really like you. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe those were not the best examples, but uh, I definitely like the way that you can in yeah. put in a sandwich the bad part in the middle. Yes. Something that we can improve. Exactly. I think that's the best way to do it. Especially if you like, if you're really like, you have a deep connection with this person and you love them like you don't want to be mean like and also I don't think I think it is actually normalizing saying uh like constructive criticism I guess with mm -hmm. sex like it's normalizing that conversation like it actually happened to me the other day um I was having sex with a new partner actually not a new partner it was someone that I'd slept with a while ago and before I am sure like they were into feet so this time <laughs> I was like during sex I was like kind of like I put my feet like near their face and then afterwards he was like oh my god I'm really sorry like I didn't didn't play with your feet like I don't like and I was like what I thought you I thought you liked that <laughs> but like it was a good conversation to have like we just laughed about it afterwards because I love it it's it's just it should be a normal conversation and a comfortable thing to do but I think it is it's it's all about communication at the end of the day and also honesty. Like I think honesty in relationships can go a long, long way, especially when it comes to sex. But I think people are scared of honesty because they're scared of upsetting their, their partner. Um, but it's not anything to be scared of. Like it might hurt, first of all, if you're not used to that sort of communication. But if you want to to really take your relationship to the next level, it's the most important thing. Like always having this open and honest dialogue. Like you you can't you can't go wrong with that. Definitely. I mean, uh, what you, what you said is for me, it's definitely mm. spot on. And one of the things that I feel that is very hard, even harder than communicating mm. um, for some couples, obviously, yeah, is sex toys. Ooh. Um, although yeah. I think now we're gonna spice up a little bit the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> 
Although I think that they can actually help a couple um, try new things. So yes. from from my experience and from even from even um, I had a friend of mine mm. talking to me. He's saying, "Well, you know what? I actually love anal play." Yeah. But I don't know how to tell her. Yes. So it's like, well, why don't you try and buy a toy? Uh huh. And then you can see if she wants to try it on herself, or you can say, well, why don't we try it? See if it's nice. So you know, even a sex toy can open up the conversation Definitely. and make things flow. Definitely. It's. I think it's. It's quite a hard one, especially guys with um, anal play as well, because. I think that there still is like quite a big stigma surrounding that and and quite like fair play to your mate though because I think it's really hard to be open as a guy about like enjoying anal play because I mean as we we put up like quite a lot of like anal related topics on our YouTube channel and there's just so many guys that would be like oh my god no like that would make me gay or whatever um but actually it's just such an amazing thing for men and like um uh, people to experience um as well and sex toys yeah definitely can be like a conversation starter um and I think what both partners need to realize is that a sex toy isn't replacing you at all like it's always just an enhancement of pleasure and why wouldn't you want to enhance pleasure like that's that's the aim of the game right that's why we have sex is to feel good you got actually to the point that i was i was gonna i was gonna uh, ask you because mm. i mean we do a lot of research with sex toys and understanding how couples perceive the same type of box yeah. and toys and it was so interesting you know we would show a box to to a woman yeah she'd be really into it saying okay i like this oh there's a vibrator that's cool and then the guy would come and one of the first things they would say is i like this vibrator it's small <laughs> you know just because they would feel they weren't competing with the vibrator oh my god so gosh. it's so funny the way that they actually have uh, obviously a few a few uh, of our clients but yeah. the way that that was perceived so it was it was so important for us to destigmatize that notion that the toy is there to enhance pleasure yeah to try new things it's not to substitute absolutely mm. anyone yeah it, it will never be yeah and I, I, so many people have this hang up and I, I don't know why it's quite sex toys are quite strange like we've always we've spoken about sex toys for a long time especially with women like they were introduced in like sex in the city in the 90s like samantha with her wand yeah. and charlotte with the rabbit vibrator and so sex toys for women have always been quite normal but i think they've always been perceived as a replacement for a guy like we've never really spoken about sex toys when it comes to like using them in couples play it's always been like oh like kind of almost like a female empowerment thing like we don't need a man we've got a sex toy that does the job even better so i guess like with all that messaging out there like it's kind of no wonder that guys are just like oh god like no i'm like don't don't take away from my penis <laughs> like i'm i'm all you need you don't need that vibrator over there that rabbit <laughs> but um definitely I don't know. I don't like, I still think like, we just, this is the thing. This is all like why we need to open up this conversation, right? We need to talk about like the benefits of using sex toys and stuff. Cause it's, it's like, it's so exciting. It's just, and it's the easiest way to spice up your sex life. I mean, definitely there was, there was, uh, I mean, we have different people sharing with us different things. And yeah. there was another couple that stuck with me saying, you know what? We hadn't realized how many things we haven't we hadn't tried before, yeah. and that we absolutely love. Yeah. So it was simply a, 
a way of this was a means for a conversation mm. and for an experience yeah it's such a good way to start the conversation isn't it like bringing in the sex toys to the relationship and say like hey like look this will be really good because I really enjoy this and I'd really like us to try this together and then that that starts that conversation about sex and intimacy and like what each other enjoys and then both people can play a part as well so like if someone says oh look this sex toy would be really good for me the guy can come in and be like yeah and I'd really like to try this butt plug as well (laughs) Exactly. But it's, you know, it's the way that people phrase it. You phrase it be- beautifully saying, you know, this is something that I really enjoy. Can we, can we try it together? Yeah. You know, including the other person. Definitely. Exactly. However, we're only talking about the, um, the good parts of being sexually open and talking about things. Mm-hmm. Do you believe there are also uh, drawbacks on this? Or that there can be? I was, I was thinking about this and personally I don't really see that there are any drawbacks to being open about sex the only thing that I could think of is judgment from other people around you in your life because people some people just aren't ready to be open about sex and and it can it can fully stress people out I know that um even just like from my experience with what I do for a living, knowing that I have family members who really don't understand what I do. Like my dad Mm. thinks I work in some sort of sex industry underworld and that like (laughs) someday I'm gonna be like sexually trafficked because I'm putting myself in like a risky situation. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I should laugh or I should cry. <laughs> I know it's it's just, and I really I have tried to have these conversations with him as well, and he's just not. Oh, he just he's just like I'm not. He's like, I'm not. I like, I don't think I need to change my opinion. So like, okay, cool. <laughs> just you know, just sit over there, sit at the back, back back of the room, please. Um, and yeah, and then my my uncle also just doesn't understand it, and it's just, it's it's. It's bizarre and like I think it's it's almost like something that we need to accept from some people um I guess especially when it comes to religion and upbringing and you can't really blame people for not wanting to understand because it's just the way they were brought up and it's probably it's probably because of their own insecurities that they aren't open to having these conversations so we can't really push our opinions on on everyone um but personally like I think having open conversations about sex they don't need to be out here in the public they can be between you and your partner or you and your friends like it doesn't have to be this thing that everyone suddenly knows about um which in that case I see absolutely no drawbacks do you think do you think there are any drawbacks um, I think you made a, an amazing point, which is you can be as open as you want with whomever you want. Mm. So you can be open with your partner. That doesn't mean you need to comment with your group of friends. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to do a podcast about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, drawbacks, uh, what I feel that can be like a, a huge drawback, and this this I would rely on your experience, would mm. be something like working in the porn industry. Yeah. Although it was behind the scenes, I mean, it's still seen has with a lot of stigma isn't it yeah I think especially around sex work there's I mean people people just aren't open to that yet 
it's it's hard to, in a way, it's kind of hard to comment because you know when you get into these, when you start working in a certain industry, you get yourself into a bubble and suddenly all the people that you talk to, all the people that you know are pro-sex workers and pro-talking about sex and you kind of don't even initiate conversations with people that don't feel the same way as you anymore. Um, so it's kind of hard to say, like I, I definitely, like say if I had a new partner and I met their parents, I wouldn't tell them everything that I did. Like I would mm, I probably- I Because <laughs> they wouldn't understand. <laughs> like I think you'd have to really assess, wouldn't you? And like some people just aren't ready. They, some people just aren't ready to know the full truth. And I think that's, <sighs> I think it's okay in some respects, I think for the older generation, I think like there's no, that we can't like go around changing every single person's opinion. But um, I think hopefully for the younger generation, we can have those conversations with people and help them understand and see a new way, a different way of thinking, because maybe the way that they are brought up isn't the way that they actually believe and actually want to conduct themselves. I agree. And I mean, I think that uh, what, what you and Reed do uh, with your YouTube channel and every, all the content that you produce does help not only younger generations, but also older to be more open about that. So yeah. it's, it's a way to make it easier for anybody to start talking about it or at least to listen yeah. uh, about it. Yeah, I think what was funny, like when we started Come Curious, a lot of all the sex advice that we saw online was very anonymous. Like people write, that write... Um, erotica or had sex blogs no one had their face to it um mm -hmm. which is one of like what that was one of the driving forces of what made us want to do come curious because we wanted to put our face out there so that people could see that real people people like you would talk about sex openly that we were actually talking about sex and we were putting our face out there and we weren't afraid to talk about sex and that was that was kind of what really pushed us because I think if people see that other people are doing things they're like oh they're doing it and nothing bad's happened hey actually they're more confident than I am maybe I should do that too maybe I should have these conversations hey look they're talking about it so naturally so easily huh okay cool maybe I'll take that into my own sex life I mean, definitely. And, and that's something that has also to, to do with body image. You know, mm -hmm. the more that you see that there are different bodies, that people express themselves yes. differently, the more you accept how other people look and how you look and yeah. how you, you accept yourself. I was, I was listening to a video of you and Reed talking about uh, body image mm -hmm. and how, how much you have accepted uh, your own bodies better. Isn't that it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't... It's just, it's literally just through conversation and just talking about things. And also the 30 day new challenge that we came up with on our podcast, Fuck's Given, um, with actually our new Come Curious member, Ben Hurst. He was talking to us about how he like came to accept like the way his body was, which you don't really hear from guys. You don't hear a lot about body confidence issues from men. Um, and he had done this series of nudes every single day for himself like not sharing with anyone literally just for himself to sort of see his body in like all these different angles and it helped him sort of 
yeah, love love his body like the way it was. And um, me and Reed took this on and we sort of shared it and did it ourselves. And oh my God, it was such a game changer because I think we all have these, like everyone has body hangups, don't they? And it affects the way we go into sex. But if we can learn to accept our body in all these different ways, then we can be be our most confident self. Interesting. Um, I don't know how, how I'd feel about that, actually. Hmm. You should try it. Definitely. So you felt better in the end? Yeah. Yes. A nude every single day for 30 days. It doesn't have to be like an art, like masterpiece. It can be in your underwear. It could be like completely nude. Just a nude in a folder on your phone for yourself. Private folder. No one else is hmm. going to see it. So challenge accepted. Yes. <laughs> I'll get back to you in 30 days. Um, that's actually a really cool experience to share. So, mm -hmm. you know, exactly how it felt. Because yeah. obviously I do have things on my body that I, I don't love and others that I, I like more. Yeah. Um, that'd be interesting to, to feel. Mm, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> let me know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I will. And, and I think I might, I might set this challenge as well to a couple of friends to see how they would react. Yeah. Like yes. That. Please do. And I'll and I'll ask everybody to share um, in in your Instagram, yes, so please. we can have people talking about this and making uh, body image something that's more natural and that people are accepting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think body body image definitely it it ties everything ties in everything ties in to being open and honest about sex. So we have we have been talking for for a little bit for a while, and I've loved our conversation. Is there anything you'd like to share that's coming up soon? Any news that we have that you might have with Come Curious, with Reads? Yes, actually, I do have a personal project coming out very, very soon. It's a solo mini series podcast on how to heal a heartbreak because I've been going through a little bit of a heartbreak this year and the pain and the struggle of it inspired me to make a podcast to help other people heal from them. And um, I talked to a series of different professionals and experts, friends, family in my podcast to get advice from everyone on how to heal a heart. And it's been, it's been a really, really great ride and I cannot wait to share it with everyone. It will be on the Fucks Given podcast stream. So if you don't already, go and follow our podcast, which is Fucks Given, F asterisk asterisk KS Given. And it's on all podcast platforms. Um, just general sex chat with different guests every single week, all about their sexual experiences. And yeah, and then also just come curious. Actually, come curious Instagram which is spelled c-o-m-e curious um is popping off at the moment because we've got a few new creators on board so we've got drew um six and ben all adding to the come curious experience now all adding wow. in their little their experiences their knowledge talking about bisexuality uh, masculinity toxic masculinity and oh my god so much um and also astrology which is, ah. <laughs> it's like a really new thing to come curious, but I'm so excited for it. Um, so yeah, please go and check all that out. Also at my personal Instagram, which is at Florence Bark. I mean, I'm sure um, everybody that's, that's listening already knows uh, the podcast, but if you don't, please do check them out because I've spent a couple of hours listening to <laughs> loads of things and it's really opened my eyes uh. and the way that I think and the way just just things that sometimes we feel that, 
you know, it's it's normal to think like this. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not. Yeah. So just check check it out, and I'm sure you'll love it. And that was intimacy play. To find out more about Pleasy Play and how we can take your relationship to the next level, visit pleasyplay.com. And then make sure to search for Intimacy Play in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found, and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Pleasy Play, thanks for listening.